Hello and welcome to Pixel Hunt Podcast, where we deep dive and analyze games one system and letter at a time. I'm Sol and I'm smarter than the average Mega Drive game, which is 16 bits. I'm Mark and I can't think of any Yogi Yellowstone boo boo quips. <laughs> I'm Dan and I was going to be smarter than your average um, bear, but. Ginger. Um, yeah. Smarter than your average ginger biscuit. <laughs> Very good. For the second series, season of World 2, we're covering the Sega Mega Drive or Sega Genesis if you're from the USA. We're working from A to Z, nearly there, and a number at the end, because that's how it goes. And this episode on World 2 Stage 25, we're up to Yogi Bear cartoon capers for letter y isn't that exciting yeah but as we always do you sound riveted (laughs) i'm trying to i'm trying to if i'm just tuning in for the first time now i'd be thinking (laughs) fuck me he sounds well excited to be doing this podcast you sound like you're doing it at fucking gunpoint I felt like I was. <laughs> Hashtag spoilers. But before we get on to our featured game, which I've just said is Yogi Bear, I hope you were listening. We normally have a little round table uh, and see what we've all been up to in the past uh, 18 months since we last recorded. <laughs> I don't think we've done too bad this time. I think we've been on a roll. We've been reasonably consistent in how far apart they are. I think so. Yeah, it's, been about, about, holidays it's and, been about a month, isn't it? Since we last about a month, I think I think that's getting closer. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting better. Closer to what? (laughs) No, the Nez we were knocking them out like every fortnight, but that that was a bit Uh, much. That yeah, yeah. We need to at least try and get through one system a year. (laughs) So if we time this one now, we can finish it just in time for the end of the year, and then start the next one in January. Which year? Yeah, and then we're we're good to go. Right, sorry for interrupting, Sullivan. Continue. It's all right. Uh, So why don't I'm leading this pod? Mm. Where I don't know. So why don't you two ramble first? Pick, ticky pick. Who wants to go first? Let's go off better order. Let's go M. (laughs) Okay. Well, I have done some gaming. So I've finished yesterday Star Wars Jedi Survivor. And it's hard eating it. I mean, the, I was blown away by the first one. I gave it my game of the year on this podcast for whatever year that was. I think it was 2020. Uh, it might have been 2019. But although the second one is better, there's no getting away from the fact that it is better. Um, it's a bit too big. So That's what she said. The, I like... Uh, I liked that the other one was like quite tight and focused and... Um, That's what I said. You know... Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, this, the storyline kept me engaged all the way through. This one, the storyline were boring as shit. I didn't care about any of it. Um, it opened up into worlds and quests and things like that that I couldn't be arsed with. So whilst everything was better than the first one, other than these things, by the end, I was thinking, when is this going to be over? You know, it's just like, please, end. 
And every time I'd finish a mission, I'm going, God, is it going to carry on? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and so, by the end, I really wanted it to be finished. <laughs> is it even more open world then? Because you had the freedom to go to different planets, didn't you, the last one? Yeah. But and I mean, the thing no. is, this, the game was always a magpie. It's even worse now, you know? So, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's Star Wars crossed with Uncharted, crossed with Dark Souls, crossed with, now they've crossed it with... Um, a fucking plant garden building thing and a, a card collecting and all this other terrible shit that didn't need to be in there. Um, so what you're saying, it, it, now that's what I call Soulspawn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and then what they've done as well, which is really odd, the the first one, I found it really boring to start off with. And then when I changed the difficulty up to hard, it came alive for me. It was really, really good then. Um, because the <clears throat> the combat was very Dark souls in in terms of the way that you had to play it and you had to parry, you had to roll. You, had, you couldn't just go in and, uh, and spam. And then when I started this one, they've changed it ever so slightly. And I started on the same difficulty. And all that was happening was I tear-arsing through the game and then couldn't get past the bosses. Um so it's a really odd, been an odd thing to get the most enjoyment out of it, of having to crank the difficulty right up when I'm wandering around to then get to a boss and have to drop it to, to do the boss uh, because the, 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 the balance is completely off. So um, it's like when you're playing a Dark Souls game, you're looking forward to the next boss all the time. And in this one, you see the boss bar come up and you go, oh, for fuck's sake, here we go. They're exercising tedium for half an hour coming up. Although, spoiler alert, and I'm going to spoil it a bit for you too, but this is my, the funniest moment I've ever had in gaming, and this was pretty fucking good. There's a bit later on in the game where you've trudged and dredged your way through this level, and you get to a TIE fighter kind of garage, warehousey type thing, uh, hangar. Um, you get in there, and there is wave after wave after wave of twats just fucking relentlessly coming at you. And it takes a few goes to do this. When you finally do it, you've used all your health packs. You've got this tiny bit of life left. You get in this lift. And as the lift opens up, bear in mind how far you are away from the last save point. You see a boss fucking health bar come up. And you're like, you are fucking kidding me. And it says, Rick the technician. And one guy just fucking walks forward. And you just try with your lightsaber. So I thought that was quite good. <laughs> um, but yeah. So yeah, it had its moments. It's definitely still like a 10 out of 10 game it really uh, but it just had a few niggles that made it less than um, perfect so um so yeah i'm glad i embarked on it but at, at 32 hours i think i clocked in at and that was me powering through it you know going oh i heard a rumor that there's something in the mine don't give a fuck <laughs> on to the next bit you know what i mean so i just did it the opposite of, uh, of the way that i would usually do a game um, and then what i shall report back on for next time gaming wise is NVIDIA GeForce Now. I've just bought a new TV. So the TV's 120 hertz. Um, so it's got NVIDIA G-Sync and all this kind of crap in the TV. But it also comes with NVIDIA GeForce Now loaded in. Do you know what this is? Yeah. I'm nodding. The right, listeners so, yeah. might not do. So you, might so want you to basically, f- um, there's two different subscription levels. I've gone for the top one. So for the top one, at 19.99 a month, what it does is it'll synchronize my Epic library and my Steam library to the cloud and allow me to stream games at up to 120 frames a second. So using the full capability of that TV, um, using a 480 as the default 
graphics card. Um, so I can only play my own games, games I already own, but it does. Uh, but the the Xbox controller pairs to the TV, which pairs to the GeForce now, um, and that means I don't need a PC in my living room if I want to play the games. I can just literally fire them up. So I, I'll report back on how um, good or shit it actually is next so, time as so to is, whether I continue that subscription or not. Is that streaming the games from the internet to your telly? No. Well, from the yeah, it's, it's streaming the games from Nvidia to to the telly. Yeah, so, so it's, it's same as it's the same as the X Cloud thing that Microsoft have got. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Um, but the um, I think this, you, this has got more clout, obviously. So um, your different pricing levels gives you different more, um, more, more clout, clout than Azure's huge data centers. Well, it's not the data center, is it? It's the fact that it's running on an NVIDIA 4080 at 120 frames a second at 4K, which an Xbox ain't going to do, is it? Well, no, no, not an Xbox. All your stuff... Yeah, that's good. what but I mean. It'd be interesting to see how it delivers to your TV over the internet. That'll be the weak point, more than the internet. It, that's what I'm saying. That's what I need to see. But the thing yeah. is, my internet here is fucking shit up. You know, so I've got I've got 400 megasecond downloads. So it shouldn't. I should be able to witness this at its absolute best. So if it's shit for me, it's not worth getting for anyone. Do you mm. know what I mean? Yeah, I'd be interested to see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's I've only got it out of curiosity because, like, I'm happy to have my PC in my living room. I always have my PC in my living room. But um, if this means it can be somewhere else, or it means I then don't need to buy a gaming PC anymore or update it or upgrade it for the sake of 20 quid a month, then that's pretty decent, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's a good use case for it. Um, Absolutely. I'm just. Yeah. I'm always a bit skeptical I, with these I things. I can't see it. Yeah, yeah, I can't see it. That's why I, I had the option of: Do you want a monthly rolling contract? Do you want to buy six months? Do you want to buy twelve months? There's different deals on. Uh, I'll have a monthly rolling contract because I've got a feeling after ten minutes I'm going to go. This is shit. But I haven't had a chance to do it yet, so we'll see. Latency, um, isn't it? It's going to be a killer. I think so, yeah. yeah. And is it going to keep messing with the resolution and dropping out and, uh, you know, all that sort of stuff? So I would imagine we'll it probably be good for some types of game, but it's not going to be wank for racing games and shit like that, innit? Proof simple. That was um, my experience in general of Xbox Cloud. Like, oh, yeah. you can just stream this if you want. You don't have to wait for it to download. Okay, who's put Vaseline in my eyes? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm concerned about as well. Because I had good internet in the UK, but I, I've never done it with Xbox. But but yeah, I have done it with the PlayStation 1, and it was uh, unreliable at best, I would suggest, is the a, a fair description. Mm. I found um, the same thing the, going with the, from the PlayStation 5 there, uh, yes. and controlling it from my PlayStation 4 in a different room, even that is unbearable. Mm. My, that's yeah, shit, in my it? home. How is it going to work yeah. over the internet? Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. This is the thing. It is terrible, isn't it? And I, I found the same with the PlayStation when I was trying to uh, stream it to my laptop. It was terrible. So I, I've used the xCloud before see. to play stuff like um, Slay the Spire. You don't, latency isn't a problem with something like that, is it? You know, no, you, you exactly, could probably play yeah. that Baldur's Gate because that's all turn-based nonsense, isn't it? So yeah, you know that you could anything turn-based. I think where you're not reliant on Twitch or, or, or the ability to be able to see things coming like racing games. But yeah, yeah, I'd be interested I, to see how it goes. Well, like I say, I'm going to put it through its paces. I'm going to give it a proper hard time. So I'll let you know next time and uh, report back my uh, my findings. So have I seen anything any good? 
I watched that The Reckoning with Steve Coogan as um, Now Then, Now Then, uh, oh. Let Me Bum Your Kids, Jimmy Savile. I watched this. Um, and um, whilst it played it very, very safe, it was worth watching just for his performance of fucking Jimmy Savile. That's like next level performance. All the hand movements and everything when he were talking Lit- to... Yeah, literally uncanny. It, yeah, it, 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 if he don't win a, a stack of awards for that, there's something wrong. That's do- one of the best performances I've ever seen anyone do, ever. He does slip back into Partridge every now and again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, yeah. But I think you, you bounce, aren't you, when he's done that for 30 years. Yeah, the undertone of Coogan there. But yeah, I mean, um, and the way that he manages to make you fucking be on edge every single time he comes on screen. You do not feel comfortable, dear. No. <laughs> it's like, was, this is awful. <laughs> I was trying to describe it to, to a mate last night and I said, it's, um, I enjoyed it. Oh, no, I didn't enjoy it. I liked watching it. Well, no, I didn't like it. I don't know how to describe my experience mm. with it, but I'm glad I watched it. I can't, I can't say it was enjoyable. I didn't, you know, I wasn't like, this is brilliant watching someone pretend yeah. to be a paedophile. But at the same time, it was it was unnerving to watch and I wanted to keep watching it. Yes, it's like it was, watching um, a car crash, isn't it? Yeah. It was very clever. Um, I watched season two of The Bear. That's next level telly was that. I don't know if I'd mentioned that last one, actually. I've watched it as well and I wholeheartedly agree and... I hold certain series up there as top TV, and it's up there, top Yeah, five. I mean, first season were good, but second one just basically knocked it right out at Park, didn't it? They've been given yeah. some more money, clearly been given a bit more time and a bit more resources, and it were just, wow. Just like the amazing. The Christmas dinner episode, which I think is called Forks, isn't it? Yeah. Where the wife came and she said, who's that? Yeah. What? The, the lady who's like having a meltdown in the kitchen. Yeah. So that's Jamie Lee Curtis. Christ, she looks old. Yeah. That she is playing a, a an batty, older, yeah. an older old lady, lady, mum yeah. of this, this lot. But they, like, I think, I think I said to you, I said, bloody, who, who was it who turned up in one episode? Um, your man who played Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I said, Adam Warlock yeah, turned up. Yeah, son of like, guy. You were like, just wait. Everyone yeah. turns up, and yeah. whilst whilst it's like, oh look, that's Jamie Lee Curtis, and that's also the uh, what's it Coleman? Uh, yeah, Olivia Coleman. Yeah, yeah. Like a scene, mm. but they're not there. It doesn't really take you out of it. It's not like, oh god, look, Olivia no. Cole. Oh, Olivia Coleman. She's not. She's not. I'm Olivia Coleman, and I'm the guest star. It's no. very, very, very low key, isn't it? I, I, I've had to tell people that it's the best TV show I've watched in in years, and people are like, so what's it about? Said, well, it's about a guy. He, his brother kills himself. He inherits a sandwich shop slash restaurant, and he's a Michelin-starred chef, and and he tries to turn it around. Mm. So I'm shit. I'm like no, it's not. <laughs> I know it does the general premise, but it's all about the people, and it? it's all about the people, the anxieties, the the pressure cooker environment. Every, it's just that obviously TV. for me as well. I and you, we were brought up in pubs, so you, you've seen that at, like when it goes mental in a kitchen, what mm. it's actually fucking like, and it's really accurate. And then obviously, I'm still in that now. I'm still in hospitality now. I still see it all the time. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's good. I've never... I think the standout episode for me, and there's no spoilers in this for anyone who's not watched it, is because uh, everyone in the second series... The first series is you getting to know everybody. 
Yeah. And really it's Carmen's show, isn't it? Because he's the brother who has the restaurant. Yeah. And the second series is everyone gets their time. Yeah, it's basically, yeah, it's and it's better. So you, you like you say, that first one, you're really following the lead guy, that's the, him from Shameless, I can't remember his name. Um, but yeah, sort of following him across, and then like you say, this time, it sort of deep dives into each individual person and then lets them play off an excellent guest star yeah. um, or guest stars within each of their own self-contained episodes and then it brings them all back together again at the end and just keeps getting better and better and better. It's just just really, really good. I'm looking forward to seeing where they take it because it's very it's, good. It, no, the, sorry, the Christmas episode is Fishers. My favourite episode was Forks, which is where Richie gets his time to shine, where yeah. he goes to essentially intern at a kitchen, doesn't it? Carmen sends him to intern at a kitchen to upskill. Yeah, um, uh, that was my favourite one as well, the one yeah. with the son of Rambo lad in. Um, I've not seen Son of Rambo. Oh, it's him that you mentioned from Guardians of the Galaxy. No, no, that's where your man goes to Amsterdam, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that was my favourite one. Where he lives on a boat. Do you mean the one where he goes to do the front of house? Yes. Right, right, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was good as well, yeah. I mean, in many ways, it's a predictable character arc, but it's just played so well. And final point on it, and I know, sorry, you brought it up, but (laughs) I've kind of run with it, but final point... The final point on it is uh, I have never been so emotionally involved in a fire suppression test. Because <laughs> if this fire suppression test doesn't work, they don't get to open. Yeah. It's and they've pumped all this money into it. And I've never sat there. Like, it gives you an overwhelming feeling of anxiety all the way yeah, through, yeah. doesn't it? You're like that. Fuck. <laughs> but um, I'm, glad that they, I'm glad they didn't do that again the whole time because really that's what the first season was all the way through wasn't it it was just uh it was just nerve jangling yeah all the way through whereas this one wasn't it like it stopped it went all right let's just chill out let's have a breather Mm. and then it went right let's do it again (laughs) but that made it better didn't it um, well, yeah, I mean, I think that's it. I'm trying to think films-wise. I saw, I watched a couple of throwaway things that I, that I was surprised how good they are. One was called um, Sharper, um, which was on Apple TV, um, which had the lad that was in Detective Pikachu in it and um, uh, John Lithgow and Sebastian Stan and Juliet. Moore, really amazing cast. It was really, really good, sort of twisty, turny, um, twisty, turny kind of uh, popcorny thriller. That was pretty good. Um, and yeah, other than that, um, in fact, yeah, the other was not worth mentioning. But that one is what that's worth a watch if you see it. That's it. So that's me done. Daniel, uh, hello. Um, I've been on holiday, which is why we've so delayed for this sorry i went somewhere too warm too humid um uh, i read a book on holiday i read patrice evra's um autobiography that you bought me for christmas how many years ago i can't remember now which is actually very interesting 20, i think if you've got any slight passing interest in football and that player in particular very interesting um games i've, I've played um miles morales spider-man in anticipation for spider-man 2 but having played that I don't want to play Spider-Man 2 yet because I've had enough of it. I went straight from Forbidden West and I thought, I don't want to play another open world game. I've just done Forbidden West that took me five million hours. 
But then I saw that on the shelf and I'm like, oh, I need to play that. I've not played it. It's just my own stupidity just dragged me straight into another open world game. Um, it's out in four days, isn't it? Yeah, it's out this week. It's we Spider-Man 2, yeah. I've got that and I've got um, Mario Brothers Wonder on pre-order and they both come out the same day. Yeah, you might as well pre-order that because that's never going to come down in price. But I'm going to wait until no. Spider-Man's not 70-odd quid or whatever it is to buy. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It'll definitely drop on that, or it'll end up on PS Plus thingy, won't it? So, I yeah. mean, well, so what did you think to the first Spider-Man? Because I mean, it's decent, isn't it? The, but the it's first, not the, amazing. I don't know. It, 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 when I first saw it, was it an E3 um, in 2018? I think where you had some footage of him fighting Kingpin on the top of that building, and then the building starts collapsing, there's a helicopter dragging a building apart. I was like, oh, yeah. wow, it's like playing an actual Spider-Man film. And mm. when that that how well they've done swinging through the buildings, swinging through New York, yeah, it feels nice. It feels brilliant. It makes you feel like Spider-Man in the same way that um, the Arkham Asylum games made you feel like Batman. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I love playing it. And going back to Miles Morales, I love this as well. Um, it's very short. The the storyline, mm. if you do all the main stories, you probably do it in about three or four hours. But All oh, right, I might give it a go then because I haven't bothered with it. Well, I'm an idiot and went did all the side quests and all the collectibles and stuff and cl- clocked up about 12 hours. But even then, 12 hours is nothing, is it? It's small, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, effectively, it's just a big DLC, isn't it? It's just a fancy DLC. Yeah. Uh, so yeah I'd, I'd recommend that if you did like the original Spider-Man obviously you got a different storyline um, but you know Miles Morales cool enjoyed it um, I played I bought for the flight out to St. Lucia um, Shovel Knight the um, yeah the collection of them I couldn't really get into it I couldn't either I don't I, get it I was like there's something it's just missing something yeah I just mm. I tried and tried, and I I could I was getting through the game. I was I was progressing, but I was like, I'm not really, I'm not digging it. As for ah, ah, shovel, it, it's got a flat feel to it. It doesn't feel organic like Ori and um, no other. I mean, the thing is, that's ilk. they're my jam. Them types of game, and I just could not get into it. I so, finished it. I got it on Switch oh, about four of. It's about four or five years old now, I think, and it's certainly pre-COVID. Mm. Mm. Um, and I only finished it because I bought it. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I will. I, I was actually. My I was actually going to mention this, um, uh, and I'd forgotten on the subject of finishing Jedi Survivor. Had I not bought it, had it been on Game Pass or something like that, I don't think I'd have finished it. But because I'd spent hundred quid on it, I was fucked if I wasn't finishing it. So I think at the points where I was starting to wish it had end, I would have binned it off, I think, had it been on Game Pass or something. Do you want to have another guess, Sol, as to when um, Shovel Knight was released? 2017. 14. Wow, yeah. is it nine years old? <laughs> yeah, it's nine years old. Thank um, you, O'Reilly. So yeah, the treasure trove is the one I got. It's got all the different, add all the DLCs or whatever they are called, all the different extra bits and bobs. And I played about two hours of it, and I'm like, I can't, I don't want to keep playing this. So I'll put it no, down. It's exactly how I was. Yeah. yeah. I thought, well, that were a waste of 20 quid or 25 quid or whatever it was, but never mind. It's not um, Hollow Knight, is it? No, Hollow Knight's loads better. Uh, but so I went to play, I went back to playing, um, what did I have? Enter the Gungeon and Dead Cells, I think I had with me. And they're ultimately much more fun. So, yeah, if you've got that, well, 
done. Um, what have I done? Oh yeah, um, listened to some music while I was on holiday. Um, an album by Romy, I think it's how you pronounce her name. From, from the XX, XX yeah, Midair. It's a great album. Really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, very much you can see how that XX you can see how it all fits together she she just sounds very much like you've plucked her out of, out of XX it could almost be an XX album for me it just sounds exactly the same maybe not got some of those really slow weird twisting kind of tracks but yeah, I think Jamie XX of the XX. How many times do you want to say X? <laughs> <laughs> Xbox XX X Wife. Um, the I think he X- had a hand in it as well. I think he helped, he helped her out. <laughs> I think he did. Yes, yes. Play Expo. Um, yes, Play Expo. That's the other thing that I've done. Me and Sullivan, we went to Blackpool. There's only one reason to go to Blackpool. And that's to go to Play Expo, the Norbreck Castle. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> the really Height of luxury. Um, no, it's not. Um, yeah, I'll let him talk about it more than me because, you know, it's more his thing. But I bought some stuff for my Super Famicom. Because I, I bought a Super Famicom off one of our friends, Chris Parsons. Hello, Chris. Um, a while ago, and it's just been sat. And my, the idea was I got all these retro game fairs and there's piles upon piles upon piles of Super Famicom games. I've got no idea what they are. And I thought, I'm just going to start buying stuff, just pick up this random game. Just randomly and go, do I'll it. have that, right. yeah. Okay. Um, so I picked up two games, one on the um, recommendation of Vic from Tenpence Arcade, Super Tetris 2 plus Bombless, which um, okay. is kind Rolls of like a puzzly type game. And this, look at this, Muscle Bomber. <laughs> <laughs> it's, By Capcom, it's, it's got to be good. Cap- Capcom, Muscle Bomber, The Body Explosion. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So um, I've looked it up because I've not got around to playing it because the family comes in a box somewhere. Um, and it's a little, it's a, a wrestling game, but it looks like Final Fight kind of sprite sizes and a big uh, okay. far way. But it looks fun. I, I, I want to play it, but I've just not got around to doing it yet because other it's stuff. better than Wrestle War. <laughs> it'd struggle to be worse wouldn't it uh, yeah that's me I haven't watched out really other than Reckoning uh, I'm going to the cinema I'm going tomorrow to the cinema or Wednesday well soon to watch The Creator oh yeah I, I really want to see that but um, for some reason all English showings seem to have stopped here in fact I'm going to check now and see what's on this week because there's one on tonight. Uh-huh. Well, they're all chasing a, uh, chasing some kid by the look of it from the trailer. It'd be fun in Spanish. Donde esta el niño? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, not, not far off. Yeah, no, there's no English thing on again this week. Oh, I almost forgot. I've been playing DJ Hero. Because I had a weekend to myself. Oh, yeah, I found yeah, it. yeah. Well, you I sent a pic of it, didn't you? I don't know what made me want to play it. So I went, Sol, have you still got my DJ hero? Yeah, yeah, do you want it? I was, yeah, yeah, go on then, I'll have a go. It's actually really great fun. I think it's more fun than Guitar Hero. Because Guitar Hero is very much, I'm playing guitar and I've just got some finger motions on the buttons and that's about it. Oh, and you can 
rock, you tilt it up and you get that star power thing. This DJ Hero is is loads more, um, what's the word? Involved. It feels a lot more active. You've got more, more stuff going on. And especially if you like dance music and, and hip hop and mixes and scratches, it's great. It just sat there and it's, oh yeah, and it's all crazy with the, it's brilliant. Um, yeah, boy. <laughs> it's um, it's really good fun if you've got it, or if you see it, and it's like I don't know, tenner or something probably worth a tenner all day. Fifteen pound with with turntable boxed in CEX. Fucking bargain. Go out and buy it now. Honestly, yeah. it's great fun, but because it's not backwards compatible, if you've got a more modern Xbox, you will have to dig your three sixty out and connect that back up. Okay. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what I've done. I'll rattle on, through then. that quickly before, so we can get to this excellent uh, Mega Drive game we'll be covering in this episode. Uh, I have played... I finished Resi 5 on my Terrifying Thursdays. Yeah. Uh, on the PlayStation 3. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it, but it's not really horror. It's more of a... It's the double down even more. You know, like Resi 4, the, which is... A, Many people. Oh, I know, and then Resi Six goes even less. So it's still good though, Resi Five. Yeah, it's just not a horror, is it? They've really is pivoted nah. to bonk, bonkers action. It is insane. Yeah, it is, it's it is absolutely fucking mental. They must yeah. have been like dropping some serious acid when they decided what they were doing with that one. So I've done that. I enjoyed it very much, but yeah, I was just like, I've, by the, but I tell you, far suffers from this. Um, is when you are trying to help that girl who's the president's daughter and she's mm. getting killed and you're having to start and, and all you can hear is Leon, 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 Leon. Now Resi 5 you have this partner who looks like Rihanna mm. but she's she's not got a five head like Rihanna but she looks like Rihanna and she's called Sheva mm-hmm. and She's supposed to help you fighting the monsters. Now you can play this co-op by all accounts. I played. It's it on my really own good did. co-op. I did yes. play co-op. I bet it is infinitely better because yes, I was really good. losing my shit at how useless she was in certain ah, circumstances. Right. Or she was getting killed. You're like, you've got. Or you can distribute bullets between yourself and the and your yeah, partner. Yeah, you can share your resources. Yeah. She doesn't. She just shoots. She just wastes them. Immediately, bang, 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 stop shooting. I've only yeah. got a few, bang, bang, bang. So yes, I imagine. So I went through it and it was a bit tough on in that respect. And you can stop her to say, don't engage, cover or hide or whatever. You can command her to do things, but you just shoot shit yeah. anyway. Um, they're remaking it apparently. Yes, well, yeah. They're doing all of them, aren't they? I mean, the thing is, if they remake it and polish it, there, there is a really good game in there. Like I said, it came, mm. it was good for us because we played it uh, as a two-player, so we didn't have any of them annoying situations. And you can play it online because... by all accounts, I think, as yeah. well. So, yeah. like co-op, cooperatively. Well, yeah. They need to stop remaking games. They're remaking Last of Us Part 2, aren't they? That's only just come out. It's unnecessary. It's just an excuse. Just make a new game. Well, yeah, it's, well, just... it's not a remake, is it? Well, it's just being it? up remaster. I don't know. Just make something new. Into that, yeah. so they can sell them all again. It's, Nintendo have been doing it for years, haven't they? Mm. <laughs> what do you mean you own that on this platform in your account? Yeah, well, not on this console. <laughs> yeah, buy it again. <laughs> Fuck. 
Uh, so yeah, I did that, and then so after that horror game, I moved on to Silent Hill on the PS on the PlayStation One, which yes, it's clunky, yes, it's of its time. Uh, I can see why it's well revered. It's, uh, but it's of its time. Uh, I've no, never finished it actually. Um, I'll probably finish it this Thursday. Uh, but yeah, it's um, by all accounts, I think we've said this already, haven't we? The Silent Hill Two. It has got an upcoming remake as well, hasn't it? That's the that's yeah. everyone's favourite, isn't it? Two. Um, for me, two, three, and the one on the Wii. I think all three of them are probably on a par. Two, obviously, at the time it came out, you'd never seen anything. Well, you'd seen one, but it, it took the storytelling element of it really to the next level. Did the second one. Um, and the thing with the second one as well is the the cutscenes, the pre-rendered like CGI in the cutscenes for the time was really, 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 really good. But going back and playing it more, what I found was because of the disparity between the gameplay quality and the cutscene quality, it pulls you out of it. Whereas when you get to the third one, it kind of meets halfway, but it's all in the same engine. So, like, the quality of the in-game graphics goes up, the quality of the cutscenes comes down. But then, because they seamlessly blend together, the mm. third one is a more coherent feel to it to play. And the storyline, I think, for the third one is is um, is probably better. But, um, but yeah, the, um, the one that came out on the Wii, you know the guy that did her story in Telling Lies? What's he called? Yeah, yeah. He did that one. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Um, and it's essentially a remake of the first one, but totally different. And um, it's much better than you would expect it to be. It's really, really good. And it contains some of those elements like it did this well before Until Dawn did it, where um, it, uh, there's a bit where the, you've been psychologically profiled and you realise that obviously what they're doing there is... Um, there's like a, a blot paper test and what do you see when you look at this and which picture here do you, makes you feel more uncomfortable and the game adjusts based on that based on what's going to make you actually feel more uncomfortable so ah, right. um, oh, cool. but that's pretty good um, after that I played Final Fantasy 5 which Five. is uh, yeah it's an odd, odd one to pick well it's the next one that I've not played so oh right Daniel's just collapsed there because it's a turn-based RPG. <laughs> um, I played that on the... No, but the thing on... is, I can't understand why you, you you like card deck games and don't like turn-based RPGs on the fucking same thing. To me, they are exactly are no different whatsoever. A turn-based RPG is Slay the Spire without cards, just with menu options instead. It's just the same thing. Yeah, I think it's the, it's the menu option takes it out of... It ruins it for me, I think. yeah. I think it's the, the it's the jarring nature of well I'm trying to go from here to here and you're stopping me. But the whole point is that you try to go from here to here, but you need to have lots of fights on your way. And I think yeah. you, it, you, it's a push and pull between progression versus stat building. And yeah. If you're happy to stat build and let the story take a relative back seat as you slowly progress, then yeah. that's that's better. But that, because often what what people Be careful, yeah. I've done it I've done it myself often what you do is and you're trying to you're trying to get through this game you just end up getting your ass under to you because you've ended up moving into an area that you're just not ready for mm. and then it just becomes an exercise in frustration so 
that's, you have to get comfortable with grinding, which I don't mind. It's kind of the mindfulness aspect so, to it. Just go, it bang, depends bang, how you. So what once? Got a, sorry, go on. It depends how you're doing it, because in a in an open world game where there's RPG elements like Forbidden West, for example, the Horizon games, you go and do side quests, and you you've got a, a, a albeit a, a smaller objective, but you go and do that. And you come back and you, you're building your character up by doing all the little side quests and stuff. In this, it's just fucking interrupting, interruptions all the time. That's what I'm saying. Oh, exactly. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, in most of them, you end up with like an, an auto win um, item that you can get. Where it's, oh, if they're below this level, these encounters, I auto win them. But you it, just yeah, don't have to... You just don't have to run before you can walk in, and that's the thing, isn't it? There was but always something that annoyed me about it, Pokemon games in the grass. When you're walking along, and you're just walking through the grass and goes, dun, 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 dun. Oh, fuck off. Just let me walk through this. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, we're going on, aren't we? So I'll, I will make it quick. I went towards Exorcist at the cinema. 55 oh, how re-release. bad was it? It, this is the thing, right? I watched it 25 years ago when it was on its 25-year release, I think, 98, 99. I did as Kept well. Kept cinema. And I went in expecting to be shit scared because everyone, shit. the stories from your parents, there were nuns outside the cinema when we went, vicars yeah. pleading with you not to go in, da, 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 da. Went in expecting to be terrified, came out going, well, that was shit. Is that it? Yeah, I put So, going but back But Exorcist to- 3 is one of my favourite all-time films of all time. Well, going back to watch it again... And then appreciate it from a different point of view, where you aren't. You, well, you're now a parent for a start. Yeah. So you're seeing it from her struggling to work out what's going on with her child and stresses. Yeah. But, but there's lots of. It's more. It's more like an haunted house film. Yeah. And 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 a and a and a and a, uh, a kind of a a. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, examining of faith, particularly the priest who is feeling like he's losing his faith. Um, there's lots of... What I'm saying is, is if you go to it without expecting to be shit scared because that's the history, that's the mm. story, you're not. And it's a really, really well-executed, well-put-together film. It's good, but it's not as good as three. So, yeah, check it out. And then I went to watch Friday the 13th at the cinema because that had a re-release for Halloween. I took my 15-year-old son. We, he, we came out. He went, that's a bit time. Yeah. But he, he appreciated well, so. it, in fairness, as opposed to the someone behind us who was walking out. That's the shittiest film I've ever seen. <laughs> it's not Which great. I, I said to you, didn't I? I was like, if it were a double bill, you'd be in luck because the second one holds up. The second one's yeah. actually... The second... The second one gets like worse reviews, and if you look at IMDb, it's scored lower. But f- you know, some films like Time is kinder to them than others. The second yeah. one actually still stands up. It's all right. But it, um, yeah, and Kevin Bacon's not aged since he was in that. No, Um And that's yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, the other thing I've watched The Wire. Um, I started watching The Wire again, but pff, what's, what can you say about The Wire apart from it's fantastic? I'm just watching that with my son now. Um, and that's it. Yeah, watch the bear. And Jesus, we've been talking. Yeah, we have. Let's go. Let's see what talking we're talking of bears. What we're we playing. Talking of bears. Yeah, boy. This is the game. The game that we've been playing. Oh, 
So yes, Yogi Bear cartoon capers are, if you're on the Super Nintendo, it was Adventures of Yogi Bear, particularly in North America. And it's called Yogi Bear in Japan. Yogi Bear's cartoon capers for the SNES and Yogi Bear's cartoon capers. But anyway, whatever. It's a Yogi Bear game, right? Released October the 1st, 1994 in North America. I couldn't find again. Couldn't find any specific dates for this. Because it seems that everyone references the NES and the Mega Drive as a follow-on port. It's essentially a side-scrolling platformer where you control Yogi Bear, named after the baseball player, Yogi Bear. There's a fun fact, if you didn't know that. I didn't. The concept of this game could be penciled on the back of a stamp. I will simply refer to the instructions. So... It's springtime in Jellystone Park. See what they did there? There's an actual park in America. It's called Yellowstone Park, but then they've changed it to Jellystone. I thought it still was Yellowstone Park. Okay, then. Why? Why have they done that? He loves food, doesn't he? Picnic basket, picnic casket. And Yogi is woken from his winter sleep to discover that work has started on a secret chemical plant right in the middle of Jellystone Park. This cannot be allowed to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's like Extinction Rebellion have come in and said, Oi, no, <laughs> no gi. Just stop oil. It's just, stop it's got oil. A, you've got a quest to get across the park and super glue yourself to a fence. <laughs> so Yogi must rush across, to the, across the park to alert Ranger Smith to the danger and stop this terrible development. On his way, Yogi will warn all of his animal friends of this danger. All of his animal friends. Come back to that. So, yes, Yogi starts off in his cave. So when you, and then you work your way across Jellystone to the chemical plant. Right the way to Ranger Smith. Do you meet Ranger Smith at the end? No. Spoiler. <laughs> I didn't get that far. Brilliant. What an anticlimax. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so what we've got going... for you today is we've got a game called Sam Fox's Strip Poker, only when you win, there's no strip and there's no Sam Fox. How's that sound? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you load up the game, you turn your Mega Drive on, you are given a nice uh, screen that just says Yogi Bear's Cartoon Capers, and you press start. You are presented no. with a nice menu. You've missed no, a bit. Sorry? You missed a bit. Have I? Okay. Yeah. Because you get Yogi Bear's face and he goes, here comes Yogi. (laughs) (laughs) You get some nice digitized speech. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yes, of course. It Um, it doesn't quite sound like that, though, does it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's it. It's like Yogi Bear being done by Chewbacca. (laughs) You are then, after that, and you press that, you present it with a map, very much like, you would have seen, like an overworld map, like you would have seen in Donkey Kong Country, for example. It's very similar to Donkey Kong Country. To Donkey Country. Uh, a bit of an uplift from, say, Mario, Super Mario Brothers 3, or Super Mario World, the world game on the... It's like Donkey Kong Country. It's your brain yeah. not Get on with it. <laughs> Fuck me, man. Get you know coffee what? or some crack or something. <laughs> <laughs> to bring this up to a certain length, we've filled in the preambles of the round table. I'm trying to fill this up as well because my God is, is this way for thin. Where, where, so, where did you find that storyline? 
In the instructions. Ah, ah okay. right, okay, because yeah. that's not made clear at all throughout the it's game. Not. No, 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 no. You, not even a screen. No, just some, no, just some rolling text. Some opening there credits. There is zero exposition yeah. whatsoever. Press start. Like, Here, play that. Play that, dickhead. We're off. Oh, okay. What am I doing? <laughs> Why am I doing this? Yeah. Right. Don't ask questions. It's got so right. So you dropped into a, a. So you begin the game with three cakes, which are lives, and every time, which yeah, they're essentially an energy bar. You get hit and you lose a slice of your cake. Yeah. Worded in the instructions, if he touches his friends, he will naturally <laughs> share a piece of cake with him. <laughs> if he touches them right, he can have some cream to go with it. <laughs> and if you jump on your friends, they run off. <laughs> Grant's just got an extra point in this game. <laughs> <laughs> I dispute this because yeah, when you get hit, <laughs> when you get hit with by your air quotes friends, the, the slice of cake comes off and flies up it because you can get your energy back, can't you? It just, it down. It just yeah, seems it to float away. Yeah. So he's not giving the cake to his mates. No. He drops it when he's touching his friends. Uh, who yes. wrote this? The HR department. I think mm. so. So as you progress through these levels, you. At certain points, because the levels both are side-scrolling, but you can go up and down, it's multi-directional, very similar to Vectorman that we cover for Letter V. Mm. Uh, and as you progress through these levels, eventually, at some point, if you inve- if you explore enough, you will find a bed. And everybody knows Yogi Bear just likes to sleep. You apparently. know, you just walk up, apparently. And, well, yeah. So if you find this bed, you can go into the dream sequence. Was he sleeping a lot in the cartoons? Go on, what's this? Did Yogi Bear sleep in the cartoons a lot? I I, I don't have any memory of that. I can't remember. All right, boo-boo, I got a plan. That's all I remember. (laughs) And on that, there is no boo-boo I'm going to sleep, boo-boo. Although it says at the start, um, boo-boo and Ranger, whatever his name, Walter, whatever it's called, are registered trademarks. So when I didn't Uh, see them... uh, Hold surprise then, get ready. He's not in the game, right? <laughs> so, yes, you get into bed. But as you play the normal levels, I did wonder, as you, you collect stopwatches or watches or No, yeah, that's or... a bit weird, because for ages I was thinking, is this just game broke? Because that timer never goes down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and the whole point of those stopwatches, watches, uh, you get extra time inside the dream sequence when you find that bed. So that's the point okay. of that. And what happens when you're in that bed? Do you get the chance to, I think you've got to pick alarm clocks to get, and if you get all of them in that level, you get an extra life. You get a continue, don't you? Or is it an extra life? Sorry. One or two. One or two. But you you get extra points for everything you collect those, don't you? You get extra points Mm, for collecting stuff. And you get extra points for running past flowers, which pop up as you run past them. We'll come on to that. So in addition to the stopwatches, you can, there are... Picnic basket. Ah, boo boo. A picnic basket. And the whole point of if you bounce, ass bounce, like Mario, because that's how he, he gets these things, you can um, multiply your scores. So if you keep, a, if you chain your jumps onto the picnic basket, you can get bigger, higher Good scores. But also, yeah, the jumping mechanic's not great. But it's also, not great. Well, you can use these picnic, picnic basket to reach higher ledges, which is kind of on, certainly on one of the first area levels is where the bed is hidden. 
Um, so I'm not. So yeah, it's a, they're basically a platforming mechanism and a point scoring thing. And I can't think of another game that's maybe done that other than all the platformers ever, <laughs> but in a better way. Uh, so there is a total, going back to the watchers, there's a total of 99 of those in each level. And there is a total of 100 in the levels as well. If you want to be a super completionist, that's how many you've got to get. And at the end of the level, you get multipliers for how many points you've got, da, 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 and you get a nice big score on that. Um, useless feature alert. Useless feature alert. As you're going through the level, Daniel's just touched on it, you pass flowers which open. Or in the cave section, which is area two, you go past lanterns and they light up. They're to tell you where you've been. Like a trail of breadcrumbs. That's all it's for. And there's 90... That's all it's for. And there's 99 of those on every level. 99 flower... Pointless shit. Yes, pointless, because it's not like you could get lost. It's it's a platform game. (laughs) It's... I don't, I'm not even sure if the end of the game tells you that you've how many flowers. Certainly, what does your, seem uh, very peculiar. I'll, in fact, I'll save this opinion for the review. Okay. Um, so, yeah, area one is snow business. So, you've come out of your cave. One assumes Yogi's been hibernating and he comes out into the snow, which is a bit weird because you hibernate when the snow's out. So, but maybe he's just had to get up properly to stop this chemical factory. I don't know. So. That's like a foresty snow level. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but my initial feelings when you first went into that first level is sliding. Yeah. Whatever on snow is sliding. Isn't is does he slide on the cave level and levels after this one, or is that just his general handling? Because I, I hate inertia in snow games; it drives me mad. It does, but drives me mad as well. And the thing is, it pissed me off that much. I got to level four on the snow one, and then I just watched some videos because it was doing me fucking head in. So I can't comment on that. So I don't know whether it's the slow snow that's slidey, or even that's just a fat slidey piece of shit. Well, okay. <laughs> well, area two is cave capers. Incoming high score is- from Mark. <laughs> it's just like the previous level but in a cave Uh, apart from you getting a minecart so there's a minecart section which is quite exciting again I don't know if this came out before Donkey Kong or after Donkey Kong but certainly you get in a minecart and then you slide you go on and then you just get out of it and then you get (laughs) out of it Uh, area three is Redwood Redwood Rendezvous don't think it's got anything to do with John Redwood, the politician, but he, it's essentially just like Area 1, without snow. Then everyone's favourite mechanism in a platformer, Area 4, is water palaver. See what they've done there? And it's a water oh. level, which is predominantly... And it amazes me that, that Yogi Bear can actually walk and breathe underwater. So maybe Bears he's can a do mutant that. bear. Can they? No. They can if they've got a scuba tank on. No, man. It's just got bare skills, isn't it? Applied to a cartoon. I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say apply to bears then. I'm I'm pretty sure they do. (laughs) (laughs) And then Area 5 is a construction site because he's got to that secret factory, you see. Construction Mm. site shenanigans, um, which is a factory building site and, and that. And um, 
That's it. Speaking of shenanigans, <laughs> we went to play Expo. <laughs> we completely forgot. We went to play Expo in Blackpool. It's a retro gaming event. We met up with a lot of people. We met up with Vic and Sean from Tempent Arcade. And we met up with Cactus from Twitch. We met up with lots of people. Ed Horse came over from Ireland and he got us drunk, really drunk. And we went into Ireland to look at uh, uh, an Irish bar called Shenanigan in Ireland. We went into Blackpool to an fair, Irish bar. Fair, fair, fair trick to go for a yeah. pint, but yeah. To on. an Irish bar called yeah. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Which, which, well, Ed saw it and went, not going in there, that's, that's an affront to being Irish. And we went round the corner to a different... But yes, it was lovely meeting all these people, particularly listeners as well. So that Ed was saved nice. your life. You were that drunk, you were stumbling home and stumbling into the oh, road. <laughs> His hand reaching out to grab your backpack to pull you back onto the pavement. It's quite it's That quite motherfucker cannot handle his beer, can he, Dan? He, <clears throat> he keeps going, when though. You, I know he keeps keeps going, but he reaches a tipping point where he just turns into an absolute mess. <laughs> but just I mean, keeps soldiering up. He's enjoyable to be around, but fucking hell, I, I don't think I've ever got in, in one of those states, ever. I've you, tried. You've got to admire <laughs> the stamina. I know, no, I'm teetotal at the minute. I just fall asleep. I am teetotal at the minute. At least I'm not an angry drunk. You know, I can No, definitely, definitely not that. You, are, you <laughs> definitely are a fun drunk. Uh, but you're a right messy cunt. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's shenanigans. Uh, construction construction site shenanigans. And <laughs> then when you get to the end of the game, you're presented with a screen with, with uh, Yogi Bear holding a picnic basket that says, well done, you saved Jellystone Park. Spoiler alert. Saved oh, it yeah, from sorry. what? And it seemed to me he saved Jellystone Park by simply walking off the edge of the screen on the last level. <laughs> no bosses, <laughs> no bosses, no fights, no nothing, no imagination. Well, there were and no fights all the way through, were there? He, no. was, uh, he was gently bouncing on his friends' heads and giving them pieces of his cake. And then you are presented with a second screen with Boo Boo and oh, you're, you're get right, eating sorry. a big cake. So Boo Boo does appear in static form. And you are presented before the credits with a simple message. Thank you for playing Yogi Bear. And that is it. Those, all of those levels. There's another one that says, we hope you have enjoyed yourself. No, I haven't. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, my fault. And I put these in the notes. Yes, and then there is it. We hope you have enjoyed yourself. Well, hope on. Hope Hope away, dear game creators. Dream on. And, yeah, that's it. Every single level is artistically different but start but imaginatively devoid, <laughs> devoid <laughs> of all inspiration it's just they're just exactly the same aren't they and i would put this with i am not giving a review now but i would suggest i will posit to you that this is a very young children's game no chance it's too hard nah well, maybe. Okay. Well, well, I'm sure we can have that discussion. But would you like to add anything more to one of the simplest games that we've played in this entire series? No. I would like to get on with it. And no. forget all about it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Such a deflated mood. Let's get on with it. No. Well, 
our our discussion on the game was half as long as the round table section, dear listeners. Yeah, but to be fair, we had a lot mm. of good stuff going in that round table thing. <laughs> Compared to not a lot of good, good stuff, stuff going on with Yogi in, Bear in this game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing to point out, I think, on this Yogi Bear game, right, is <clears throat> um, forgot to mention that it, in, in <laughs> trying, I'm trying, I'm really trying, guys. Uh, we forgot <laughs> to mention that it was developed by Blue Turtle, who didn't do anything really particularly impressive other Including than that. Impossible Mission on the 8-bits oh, really? and the Master System. Oh, we're all uh, right. Space Ace on the SNES. That wasn't. No, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, the action game. Not do you want, the, do you want um, to know? Do you want to know something else? Which I, don't know, I might want to save this for the... Um, the uh, fun, uh, fun facts. But uh, it's not really that fun. It's just a, just a fact. Um, yeah, but um, it was designed by someone called Mark Wakeley, who went on to design Blast Car for the um, N64. Martin Wakeley. Yeah, that's what I said. Yep, Martin Wakeley went on to work on Crisis, Crisis Two, Haze, Second Sight, Mickey's yep. Speedway USA. Jet. It was a lead design on Jet Force Gemini. So it looks so, like he pivoted to it. He was on Donkey Kong Land, Donkey better. Diddy Kong Racing. So it looks like he went to Rare. Yes, he did. Yeah. After Yogi, after Yogi Bear, from Bear to Rare. Oh yeah, uh, but it was in fact, um, it was in fact Empire Interactive Entertainment that did the port across to the Mega Drive, and they are most famous for. Nothing. Nothing no. particularly Shit impressive. parts. I, yeah. hope, I hope they're not listening. Hello Kitty Big City Dreams. There we go. <laughs> the defunct. So, time, so. That. Yeah, that's that's Yogi Bear in a picnic basket shaped nutshell. And let's move on to cultural interlude to see what was yeah. spaffing us in all the culture. What was spaffing in your culture in 1st of October 1994. Oh, right, yes, yeah, so before we jump into our final thoughts on Yogi Bear cartoon crappers, capers, let's check out what was going on at the time of its release in the realms of UK music, films, and of course games on the 1st of October 1994. So it's nearly exactly 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. 29. And look how far we've come. Yeah. Not very. Right, come on then. What were happening, bro? Okay, yeah, music. Right. right so, official single charts, top forty, mm. jumping a whole six spaces from twelve. Spaces. So number six is Lisa Loeb and Nine Stories with "Miss You." Oh, I miss you. You, you say. say. You only hear what I want to do. You know that song? Yeah. Yeah, there. I talk so all the time. So. That was, I think, her slash their first major release. I don't know what the nine stories is. I don't know if she's got nine stories 
or they live across a building with nine stories in it. I couldn't really determine, but she's ostensibly what? Essentially, a solo art, artist. Artist. Yeah, I think that became that that became big because it was on the soundtrack to that film that was directed by Ben Stiller that had Ethan Hawke in it, called um, the film. <laughs> Thanks for that detailed <laughs> it will come uh, back information. To me. But it yeah, I, 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 hopefully she, it was the nine stories because that's what she'll throw herself off eventually. Wow! And stop making music. Wow! Apparently she's she's very <laughs> prolific. She's still still going. Go, go, Different go ecosystem in the states. But yeah, that was massive, wasn't it? It seemed to be around a lot. Yeah, I miss you, Lisa Lowe. Yeah, we're everywhere, wasn't it? Yes. Climbing two places to number three was John Bon Jovi, a.k.a. John Bon Jovi, a.k.a. Bon Jovi, with that song, Always. I will always love you. Yeah. That's got a, that has got a, um, it's got a element yeah. in that sound like that Celine Dion thing now here's an interesting thing I thought this video was always always on uh, MTV that's, maybe that's always. why it was called always 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 <laughs> I'll be there till the sun don't shine till my shoes fall off and I hit the ground and I slide on the floor hey John hey, dog shit John Bond uh, sorry, when are you going to be on MTV always <laughs> 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 So I watched, went back and watched this video and I remember the video being there was this guy who looked a little bit like John Bon Jovi and he had his girlfriend and like a flat, a flat mate, another girl moved in and he, he was kind of winking at her on the side like going, I like you. But like, like you know, when he shouldn't have been because he was in relationship. And for right. some reason, he videoed himself getting on a bed with, with this girl, and then his girlfriend comes home early with shopping, throws shopping at him. Catches him mid finger diddle. Yeah, but not, no, they've not gone that far. But, <laughs> okay, but where are they at? Just, just, <laughs> Give me you can to see, you can see where it's going, and she's oh, very right. mad. Now, those two ladies in that video, the first mm. one was Carly Gugoni, who's in lots of things, but most notably <laughs> Snake Eyes. All right, Carly okay. Gugoni. Snake I eyes. thought you were just going to leave it at lots of things. <laughs> Thanks for that. Right, yes, yeah, sorry. The, lots of things. <laughs> the previous film was Reality Bites. Thank you. That's what Lisa Love's um, song was on. Okay. And Kerry Russell is in that video as well. No doubt. And she is the lead actress in the Americans series, if you've watched that. No. She's in Mission Impossible 3. She's in Rise of Skywalker as um, Paul Dameron's girlfriend with the helmet on who never takes her helmet off all the time when they go to that place when with Babu Frick and stuff, you know, in that last film. You know, the, you know Rise of Skywalker, which was an HD, ADHD s s selection of just scenes called yeah, a film I, and then I it finished. I can't even remember it. It just washed yeah, over me. I know, because it's, it's shite. Um, yeah, so that, it surprised me that they were those two ladies. Pretty ladies. So when I was, well, where are we? So when I was 17, 18, I was 18 at this point. I was like, oh, hello, ladies in Bon Jon, Bon Jon, Bon Jon, Bovis video. John, John Ron Hovis. John video. Ron Hovis. <laughs> hello, ladies. I've learnt something today. Um, that's, oh, his real, that's his real name, isn't it? John oh, bon, almost. John, John Bon Jovi. Almost. 
John Bon Jovi, yeah. And he's, he's You've got learned his, that uh, because I've just said it five minutes ago. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But his cousin as well, his cousin's called Tony Bon Jovi. Yeah. These are all very Italian sounding names, aren't they? Yeah. I must want to do that. Yeah. You can't see that doesn't work over audio, does it? No. No. <laughs> but you know, the, the hand. Anyone can guess what I'm doing. You don't need to tell them. Yeah, the hand, the Italian hand gesture. And holding on to number one spot for the third week. Mark's friend Wigfield, who came to Wakefield. Wigfield in Wakefield. November yeah. 1994 sounds fucking terrible. October. Imagine listening to that and playing this game. Uh. <laughs> I wonder what the suicide rate was that year. I was yeah. thinking exactly the same thing. <laughs> and I thought, should I say this? Is that a bit insensitive? Will we get cancelled? I don't give a fuck. Cancel me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> or, or bastard, whatever you prefer. We, Depends um, what is. Yeah, it, if, if that was a cultural snapshot of 1994, it, it won't surprise you to to hear that we have covered this month, region, slash time before. So ah, there has okay. been better in previous podcasts. So we are really pulling the dregs up. Uh, but you can't you can't not talk about number one, can you? No, when you're doing the chart rundown. So, uh, so over in <clears throat> so over in the charts, we have got new in at number four is that Antipodean wee lady Kylie Minogue with a self-titled album Kylie Minogue, which was her pivot away from Stock Aitken and Waterman shite to being um, a respected Good. artist, if you like. Where she's yes. like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my do own thing now. Worthwhile. Uh, probably most notable on this was the "Confide in Me" song. It's a remember, good song that. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's a surprise. Boo. So remember, last episode or episode before, or one of them, we discovered that Brothers in Rhythm got together. Brothers in Rhythm co-produced "Take That's Bloody Never Forget Where yeah. I'm Coming From" album, whatever it's chuffing called. They co-produced this as well, so they were. So they were doing the rounds, so you can yeah. see club culture seeping into uh, these albums. Mainstream. Yeah, boy. Um, yeah, confide in me, and I, I can't think whatever whatever was on that. But then she, after this, she really struggled, didn't she, to get a foot? It was that funny time. Britpop's just about to start. She's trying to get. Yeah, rid of she kind of meandered for a bit, didn't she? And then she did yeah. that that thing with Nick Cave, which kind of didn't do either of them any favours, even though it was a decent song. And then... Spinning um, around, did it, with a gold pants. There you go. That, that and then it. everything changed, didn't it? And now she's like Kylie Minogue, the world superstar. And now she's got that poor Nana, or whatever song it's called. What's <laughs> that song that's everywhere at the minute? I don't know. It's just I everywhere. I, I don't know, because over here it's, it's all different, isn't it? I don't, yeah. I don't hear any normal music until my dad comes. And then all I can hear from garden is BBC Radio 2. All day, he's like, got it on the fucking... It's like getting in the car. When the speaker. wife's had my car, that's what it sounds like. No, off. Uh, right, climbing five spaces to number two. Cindy Lauper, 12 Deadly Sins and then some. Her greatest hits. Right. What is it? Girls just want to have fun twice. That's- Right, okay, so this is this is what I'm going to say, right? Can you, between yourself, tell me some Cyndi Lauper songs? 
without cheating. You can play along at home as well. Just girls just want, there is only girls just want to have fun. Girls just want to have fun. There's another one. There is another one. Yep. There's another 11, but I'm not going to struggle (laughs) to get to that many. Girls just want to have fun. That bloody Goonies song. Which one? The one that's on the Goonies. Oh, time after time. There's that as well. Yeah, time Time after time. time. So that's three. When we did the Goonies on the net. You lost, you look, you will find me. That's actually quite a good song. Yeah, there's a Goonies song. I can't remember what it's called, but the, that's that's the music that's consistently playing on the Famicom version of the Goonies that we played. Wow, Do you remember? Right. Do you remember yeah. many years ago when we covered I, the Famicom games? She two did. Colours. I drove all night to no, get to, to, get to you. Oh, right, okay. Roy Orbison. Yeah. So now I'm struggling. Now true colours. I'm on fumes. Give me a true colours shining through. So that's it. That's five. I couldn't tell you the other seven. You'd have to. If, if I you think we did well then to get to five because originally I just uh, there were only one there. But yeah, all of them are reasonable. I had a very similar but conversation. Oddly, Go on. Well, yeah, oddly for someone who's had five major hits, they've got I'm like a massive profile. It's Cindy Lauper. Who had five songs <laughs> to, to me anyway? There's still everyone's like, it's Cindy Lauper, the 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 great Cindy Lauper of five songs. But, I don't know. Oh my, she's done more songs than me. Well, no, actually, she probably hasn't. I wrote a song called "Chocolate on My Underpants" at college. Good. Beat that. <laughs> it's a I, good song. <laughs> I had a very similar conversation last night with a friend about Jimmy Nail. Um. I don't know how we got on to talking about Jimmy Nail, but as I was flicking through Spotify, one of his songs was from an album called mm. The Very Best of Jimmy Nail or Jimmy Nail's Biggest Hits or something. He's only got two, hasn't he? <clears throat> well, this is it. <laughs> I was like, what's on this album? The Cro- very Crocodile best. Shoes. Ain't and... no doubt it's plain to see. Yeah, but she's like lying. you don't good for me. Yeah, she's lying. That's yeah. it. Cro- and Crocodile Shoes. Big River. She's lying. Uh, and that, that's that's yeah. all, they're the only ones we could think of. Like what what's his, what's the best bits? Is it just clips of him from Malfoy to Saint Pet? <laughs> yeah, and Spender, and Spender, Spender out of yeah. space. Come on. Anyway, number yeah. one in the album charts is Luther Vandross with that bloody <laughs> album of his again called Songs, because it's got it's got because <laughs> it's got some songs on it. Hey, I'm going to do a cover album with with songs on it. You're going to call it. Songs. Songs. Oh, great. <laughs> well done. But All it's, right, it's got a decent version of Love the One You're With by Stephen Stills. Love the one you're with. That one. So that's all right, isn't it? If you say so. Right. Films. Films, 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 films. So what I normally do, I normally go to Top Film Tip on Twitter and get some of their cryptic, cryptic uh, wordings slash reviews of films but didn't have these ones on so i had to make my own up so if they don't come up to the standard that we're normally used to now you know why so at number five cameron diaz's film debut hubba hubba and jim carrey letting all the special effects do the heavy lifting in face covering comedy the mask yes now i went to the cinema with my girlfriend at the time to watch this and i didn't know cameron diaz was I'd not seen you it before. You fucking did afterwards, didn't you? My Jesus. God! <laughs> I, I, 
I wouldn't say I was in love, right? But I was absolutely stunned by this, by this thing on the screen. It's just like, God, she's amazing. I spent most of the film just looking at. Now you look back and it's just like, oh, it's Cameron Diaz is everywhere. But I was just like, oh, where, where has this lady come from? This blonde bombshell. Mm. Isn't isn't she kind of my... revealed in a right slow motion scene where the camera pans up her legs and then up her butt as she's walking through remember. the middle of a yeah they're walking to a what, what does she work in a newspaper or something I can't remember no a, she's oh. a she works in a nightclub <clears throat> doesn't she isn't she like a gangster's girlfriend or something oh, I could can't be. remember I remember liking it a lot though yeah now. Um, this was really... It's quite interesting because I think I looked at Wikipedia and it said, or, or other reviews that said, Jim Carrey's breakthrough film or something like that. But to me, yeah. this were after Ace Ventura. So yeah, was Ace was. Ventura... And I went to cinema to watch Ace Ventura. Mm. So was Ace Ventura not big? Was it just a cult no, comedy? No, it was. Then- no, but I, I were watching actually like a snippet, like a, maybe a TikTok or something along those lines, where it was Jim Carrey and it was, it was definitely Ace Ventura that broke him through. It was because of Ace Ventura he got the mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, the, but the Ace Ventura wasn't expected to do anything. That was right. the thing with Ace Ventura. Right, okay. It was made on no budget, um, and le- really nobody expected anything from it at all. Which is why you were able to just be an absolute fucking clown Before, all the way yeah. through it. But, but because of that, because he literally goes insane in every single film, every single scene. Sorry, every single second. Even his walk, his walk, his mannerisms, his movements, even when he's not talking, he's still fucking mental in that film. Yeah. But then it, that, that kind of um, made him massive, didn't it? it did. He had a good year, well, this, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, and then the mask. Because there was, wasn't mm. this uh, Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber all in 1994? Was they? And then you had Cable Guy and Batman and Robin as well, not long after that. So he had, a, he had a good after. run, didn't he? I know Batman yeah, and Robin's definitely. shite, but he's not bad as the Riddler, I guess. Batman and Robin, um, as bad as you remember it to be. When no, I watched all not. the Batmans again with the kids, it was actually, Batman and Robin was pretty good. Well, did you know, DYK, that this was directed by a mister called Chuck Russell? Who yes, I did. directed Dream Warriors, Nightmare on Street 3. I did. And he directed Scorpion King, you know, rock, on, rocky, on rocky the Dream Bar- thing. So Dream Warriors had him as a director. Do you know who wrote it with um, Wes Craven? Have we, we've, we've gone over this in a previous oh, episode, but I forgot. Who is it? I forgot. It's Shawshank dude, isn't it? The guy that... Frank Darabont? Shows. Yes. Ah. Frank Darabont wrote the script of that with Wes Craven and Chuck Russell oh, nice. directed it. Okay, well, try and get this one. Prehistoric dinosaur Roseanne Ghostbusters mashup <laughs> featuring Liz Taylor's f- last ever theatrical appearance. Flintstones. Oops. Correct. I went to the cinema to see this. Was it? <laughs> oh, I, no. What was For I? Some nine? I, thought. I was nine. Yeah, my dad, mum and dad took me to the cinema when we were at the caravan in Flamborough. We drove to Hull. <laughs> went to the cinema and dad fell asleep wow. in the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised, but I think it cost about 50 million, but it, but it, I think it re it it made about 340 million or something. Nice return for a shit film. Did he make that much? Anyway, mm, something like that, something along those lines on the website that I get all the uh, charts from. Anyway, uh, number one, this is an easy one for everyone. If you're playing along at home, if you're not playing along at home, then it's up to you really, isn't it? 
Keanu Reeves runs, ruins a building, a bus and a train while showing off to Sandra Bullock and then gives Dennis Hopper a bad haircut. Speed! At least the films were good in 994 with the exception of the Flintstones. If the music and game that we're playing isn't... I watched Speed again recently with the kids because I wanted to show them where John Wick came from because they like John Wick. They were like, that was rubbish. But I thought it held up quite well. I forgot about the big kind of... Uh, intro to it before he gets anywhere near the bus where Jeff Daniels is in it I think I think it's Jeff Daniels um, I think so. and they're, they're like a SWAT team aren't they in, a, in the building and everything at the beginning and there's a bit with the lift I've forgotten all of that existed and it was all really really good so yeah yeah it's not like they just get on a bus and go why is this going so fast Still that Homer Simpson, that episode at Simpsons where Homer Simpson's on about it. And it's like, it's about, it's a film. I watched a really good film. It's about the speed of a bus. That, and if the speed drops below 50 miles an hour, then it's something to do with the bomb. And it's the speed. And I think it was called the bus that can't slow down. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so... Games on first of October, nineteen ninety four. Games. Yes. It's the January issue number one hundred and fifty five. Is CMVG. That's what was on the shelves in. Woolworths. Well, we still had Woolworths. Dynamite Heady on the cover. Uh, as we have also covered this in previous episodes i've gone between the i've, I've colored outside the lines and found some that we've not covered already on the 3do a part of the pc from alone in the dark oh i like this game they've just done a reboot remake of it haven't they um or, uh, have they just done it or it's on its way oh is it on its way i played i know it must be there or it might they be got there was an alone in the um, dark that came out about Four or five years ago, weren't they? But I no, think that was a lot of fire. Yeah. Um, it was like, oh, we've made a fire yeah, mechanic. Really let's let's put it everywhere. Um, but yeah, this new one I played. There's some. There's a free demo, like a little intro demo, and it looked quite good. So I might, um, I may give that a bash before the next uh, thingy, because I could imagine. I can't see him putting alone in the dark and then dropping me in an open. Uh, open world and have people ask me to go fetch ferrets for him or other bullshit that I can't be asked doing. So it might not be a bad shout for me. Well, uh, this, you could argue, was there. Um, it was tank controlly. Lovecraftian. It was really weird controlly. It's like, um, if you think about Resident Evil and um, Silent Hill, how they turn, this guy just kind of rotated <laughs> like he was, he's just been drawn yeah. onto a balloon, didn't he? Yeah. right, funny as well. <laughs> it reminded me of um, Little Big Adventure. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So kind of like... it, it, it's, um, yeah, it's a Resident Evil, it's a pre-Resident Evil setting, setting a Lovecraftian environment, isn't it? Mm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty good, you know. I mean, I remember really time, liking I, it. You know, I came home from college or school, it's probably college, and they were showing it on Bad Influence with Violet Berlin and and Andy Crane. And I thought it looked absolutely amazing. And PCs back then, not that they're cheap now, but PCs back then, they were so far out of the stratosphere. It was like, I can't afford that. That's three thousand pound in 99 well <laughs> at least a 486 66 hertz in 1993 would have cost you 1500 pounds 
Yeah, I think I and paid eighteen hundred quid or something for yeah. uh, for my first one. It were a year after this. How much? And I paid fifteen hundred pounds. About right. fifteen hundred quid. Yeah, I've been in that in that region. But that was top. That would have been with a monitor and everything. In nineteen ninety three, according to the inflation calculator, in August twenty twenty three. Costs three thousand and sixty nine pounds. <laughs> it's about what a top tier gaming to be PC fair, costs. If you get, <laughs> yes, if you get, if you go, <laughs> if you go to box or whatever, and you get a forty ninety rig, you're looking at about that. Yeah. Now, cost that yeah. much in electricity Minus to monitor. run it every year. Yeah. Um. So yes. Uh. What did they say here? Um, they give it 86 out of 100 and essentially said it's a spot-on conversion from the PC, which I don't I don't think that's a... Yeah. It was disc only, I think, was Alone in the Dark at that point. But just back I, to uh, the yeah, earlier point, um, Alone in the Dark is a 2024 game. It's got Jodie Comer and David Harbour doing some voices and that. It's so, not just voices, no, is it? Like um, well, when I played the demo, it's yeah, it's it's properly properly mo-capped. Even oh, right, okay, the, yeah, even the well, faces are done right. Uh, that was good then, doesn't it? It does. It does look very, 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 very good. I, I, I'll definitely be giving it a go. Jodie Comer should do "Hello, Hello" as the woman, the raunchy German woman. Cause she looks just like her. What the. Um, Hairflix girlfriend. The, yeah, Hairflix girlfriend, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay, well, new to me, and I don't know how I missed this, probably because um, I had a girlfriend in 1994 and I was interested in different kind of vortexes. Vortex on the SNES uh, scoring 89, and it's a Super FX-powered shooter, which um, I'd never seen before, and it looks to be some kind of mech-type shooting game have a quick look. I have honestly never seen this before I don't even recognise the box but they give it 89 as I've just said rock solid shooter even a relatively recent review over on Nintendo Life website gave it a 7 out of 10 as like a retro review so it stands up by the looks of it I haven't it seen looks it looks, looks like, like Star Fox um, but you're on the ground yeah. well, well it's super FX yeah. powered isn't it so I'm going to say, it looks to me like Space Harrier, but with Star Fox graphics. Hmm. Or Star Wing for our um, Across the Pond listeners. Do a, do a barrel roll. That'll get you do a barrel roll! Don't even do a barrel roll, does it? No. Stupid. Mm. Uh, I forget what the proper term okay. is. Um, Aerial on Yeah. Or? So, yeah, check that out. <clears throat> so, and finally, um, on the Mega Drive... Letter Z, which is what comes next in this podcast, uh, is Zero Tolerance, which is what we have on this podcast for Yogi Bear. We could, end, we could <laughs> potentially end up with that then, couldn't we? <laughs> um, yeah. It scores 85. And the opening to the review, which is a nice play on words, the opening review says one word, doom. Two mm. words, Mega Drive. Three words, well, not quite. Yeah, it is. I'm just looking at it yeah. now. It, it, that is exactly what it is. But in fairness to the Mega Drive, to the lowly Mega Drive, if you're going up against like a PC-powered first-person shooter, dungeon crawler, perspective-type thing thing, it looks okay. They've, it looks like they've had to shove it into a small window. I was thinking yeah, that, yeah, that seems a really weird design choice. Do you think they've, they've had done to it for the memory, sort of, haven't they? To get it to run. 
I, I would have su suggested so, yeah. In the same way that uh, when you used to get an Amstrad game, you're like, oh, I'm so excited about this. And two thirds of the screen were taken up with a static image and the game was looking well, in the like top corner. The score took up half of it, yeah. Mm, okay, like last V8. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they give this 85, so this is a new one on me, so I might check this out. Check it out. Interestingly, um, it was supposed to come supplied with a dedicated cable where you can link your two mega drives together and play on separate tellies like early net play um, but yeah. I think it was too costly so you could just buy it separately but uh, I did that with a PlayStation 1 with my mate John who lived over at Road mm -hmm. with Command and Conquer and it didn't make it any better <laughs> oh, okay I'm shite at those games me. but yeah Zero Tolerance yeah that's a new one on me as well yeah. So it's quite interesting when we have to go back over the over the same issues of CMVG again because you you end up which is the I whole point of this podcast, dig a bit right? deeper. Yeah, yeah, you dig a bit deeper. Sometimes you. I hope we get find that. Diamonds. Let's sometimes see. you find see. coal. Um, Usually coal. That is the end of the cultural interlude, and I have got nothing else more to say. Why don't we get on to what we thought of this game that we did cover on this podcast tonight, today, this month. Go. What, what is what, your verdict? <laughs> I'm sick to death of talking. People are <laughs> sick to death. Sick to death of listening. So one of you two go for it. What did you think? Ah, it's bad, isn't it? It's, but it's not. It's not bad. Bad's the wrong word. It's just. It's pointless. Shall, shall we? Shall we begin with some good? Right. It looks nice. Yeah, it does. It looks like um, Yogi Bear. That's it. <laughs> Music's all right. Forgettable, but not offensive. Yeah, there you go. That's. I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. I can't remember it, so um, I so it didn't. Um, it didn't piss me off and it didn't blow me away. Why does it sound like he's stepped on a wet sponge every time you jump? Squelch. Um, Squelch. And I liked that um, when instead of crouching, what he does is he bends over and he gives a little camp look at you as if to say, hello, sailor, like he just <laughs> wants a bit of a pounding in his batty. So um, I liked that. Maybe... Maybe he does. Maybe you he like does. that bit? He's giving his cake away. The, the, the very fact that the screen scrolls with the character. Oh, <laughs> this is really fucking annoying. He doesn't scroll with him because no, when um, moves when he's playing, he's in the middle of the screen, and when he jumps, he's in the bottom third of the screen, isn't he? Yeah. So which means we never know what's underneath you yeah. ever. Never nope. and, until you die. You don't know where you're landing. Pet hate of mine that in platformers. No, absolute pet hate. Yeah. So, to the point where, as as we've said earlier, you've got to take yourself up, up these picnic, picnic baskets yeah. to find, but you can't see where you're jumping at certain exactly. points. And, and he's, that, he's a fat, clumsy, spongy jumper at best. Yeah. And There's no could, arc in his jump. The, and even if you hit a platform, he ain't going on it. He's not going to scramble his way onto that platform if you didn't land him on it perfectly. Same with them picnic baskets. It's like you look at them and go, oh, there's some picnic baskets to jump on. Tell you what, 
I'll just walk past him so that I don't need to throw my control pad out of a fucking window. So, so yeah. There's no investment in it for me. I started it up and I went, no. what, what's happening? Why am I, I'm just going to the right hand side of the screen. No. Am I, what for? Am I supposed to be collecting these things? What am I doing this for? There's absolutely no explanation what, you, no. what you're doing exactly. there. So I was just immediately turned off by it. I was like, this is, I don't, I, what, what's the point? And the levels are too long. They're far too long. Why are they so long? And tedious. Yeah. There's nothing exciting or interesting. Now, having read the um, instructions, there's 99 of this, there's 99 of that, there's 99 of the other. Um, what might be nice is more ways to see that. But then that then questions the fact of the whole gaming mechanic of when you die, you die. So you've got a map with level dots on it, except when you die, oh, they've all gone. And you've got to start at the beginning again, despite the fact that they put loads of collectibles in the level, which would urge you to go back and do those levels again. So you've got two gaming mechanics completely at odds with each other there. It's like, do you want me to fucking do it in one life? Or do you want me to go back and explore and get more out of these levels? And just the whole that, that decision for that to happen sums up the whole game. That it's just, just I, I don't know whether not enough people were involved in the decision making in this game or far too many were, but it's shit. About this time, though, there was loads of games all linked to characters from like, yeah, just like Flintstones games or what. And it's, it feels like crap, yeah. it feels like someone's got, oh, 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 Yogi Bear. We oh, forgot oh, about we Yogi Bear. Left. Quick, 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 quick. Yeah, Let's yeah. quick. Someone make a Yogi Bear game. Done. Right. Yeah. Uh, but. Like I said, I can see why the graphics guy went on to do Crisis, because that that really is the standout thing. If I did the graphics for this game, I'd be fucking well pissed off at everyone else. <laughs> yeah. When it came to launch party, it came to launch party, I'd have stood up, gone like that, ting ting ting, with my glass, and gone, "You cunts could all fuck <laughs> off!" <laughs> and just walk straight the fuck out. I'm it off is. to make Crisis. <laughs> Again, what did we, See if it did runs we on a say the same about X-Men? <laughs> uh, maybe. Did we say the same about X-Men? That it looks nice in screenshots? Yeah. Yeah. No, no but yeah, this looks nice generally. It just, it's just awful to play. Um, there's, there's a couple of things that, that <coughs> I... We'd had Super Mario Bros. 3. By this time, yeah. By the... Was Super Mario Bros. 3? So, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. was 94. This 89, so. no, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I would have thought I know so. we'd had it. I was just trying to... Trying to see how, how many years have passed since since three since three had come out. Mm. Four. My straight straight away, my reaction to the first um, hill or slap degrading mm. uh, floor is to push down and slide. Mm. Nothing. It just bends over as you say, like he wants to be ball. rimmed. Yeah. So it's like, where's all the all the obvious things? They're either done badly. Mm. <laughs> like the bouncing up there. If you could, if the the bounce, the jump arc is terrible, which oh. means that that the entire mechanism or mechanic that is put in place to explore better by bouncing on picnic baskets is really mm. painful. Once you get it, I played it on. A, I was playing it on my stick. Once you get it, it you uh, can kind of do it. But I would imagine it's, it's still better bad. on a stick. To be fair, maybe, but it's still bad. The the jump is terrible. The camera's terrible when you're exploring, as we've said. Um, everything else that they're trying to do has been done before, so why couldn't they just do it as well? 
not I'm not saying better, but just it's, just it, get the just, basics I right. I think this is it. I, like, let's take the jump. Like let's just take the jump as an isolated thing, right? When I started making that game, the reason I binned it off is because I spent three weeks on that jump and I still didn't get it right. They can't have spent three seconds on there. So the, the most important <laughs> thing when I was designing that Metroidvania game is if this jump isn't perfect, this game is shit. You know, and that is, that's, the, that's the starting point for the game. The point where I was messing with the gravity, I was messing with the height, I was messing with the arc, um, I was messing with the forgiveness level of where you where you'd let them off when they hit a platform and you know all of these different types of things i think i spent more time on my jump for a game that will never see the light of day than they spent on this game <laughs> but did they have to because it was it had a because it was so just a cash in flog. it feels yeah. like uh, a game that's been designed by someone having a platform game described to them from the next room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, you need to be able to jump. Yeah. You need to be able to jump on stuff yeah. as well. It's like I went out for a, a Mexican meal once in Cyprus, and when the food came, it was like I think they've seen a picture of Mexican food. <laughs> <laughs> they don't think they've ever tasted it because it's not like this. Uh, and yeah, you're right. That's what, that's essentially what that game is in it. And have you? Did you look at the yes. SNES version of this at all? No, it's no. No. it's better. The sound the sound okay. engineering's better. It looks broadly similar. Um, even the the Yogi Bear at the start on the Mega Drive, you just get a still. Uh, yeah. picture of it. It's, it comes at you like Yogi Bear like that, the screen you know the stuff on the um, is it mode 7? Um, I don't well yeah maybe I, but it doesn't twist yeah. doesn't twist and move around it just it um, uh, expands there's a word for it sprite scaling scaling it scales that's the word thank you um, so immediately you're onto okay. a winner the, the colours look better somehow on the SNES version it's quite clearly made I think you made you made reference to it at the start ported from the SNES version it's better on the snares. But the, obviously the gameplay is still yeah. shit, oh, but it looks nicer. And and they've 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 looked at every other game and gone, Oh, I remember that, that level in Donkey Kong with the carts. Yeah. That will good, won't it? Yeah. yeah. Do we put that, that in hours? Yeah, let's do that. And my point yeah. I've made a few few podcasts ago, no game has ever been improved by putting a water level in it. Again, no. this is the same, just pointless shit. It's it's terrible. This is yeah, clearly so one of the worst games the best thing about this game is the reviews that were written about it at the time have you looked any up no oh man my favorite is i don't want to steal the thunder if you've got a few i'll just pick the one but my favorite is team vg offshoot slash um stable uh, pal uh mean machines which is where we all jumped to. We jumped from CMVG to CMVG. Yeah, we just to went to Me Machines yeah. and then to Nintendo Magazine System, Me Machines, second what? Me Machines. They gave it 51%. Oh dear, we seem to have developed a crap game. <laughs> mm. I know. Let's say it's for younger gamers. <laughs> Sound familiar? Mm. <laughs> and to be fair, and I think they do, and they give it 51%. And I think they do hit, a, that's a, a bit snarky valid point if you put this in front of i think i said earlier you put this in front of a of a child who can just wonder there's no time limit on these levels just wonder about jump on stuff uh, I, and i incidentally would... on the jump you can't jump over that spiky harold you can't jump over shit oh you can you can't well you i, well, I can, right that's the jump's crap 
Okay, but yeah. Anyway, sorry, Daniel. Really yeah, uh, no, but I, but like I say, on that point though, Sol, that methodology would only work if this game did away with the lives, and you just had the pieces of pie, and then you were back at the map, and then it's like, mm. oh well, I'll go to this level, I'll go to that level, I'll do this on that level, I'll do that on that level, and just make them easier. You know, if it's a kids' game, then do that. It would well, I, if they'd have do- actually done that and made it easier. Then I'd have gone, yeah, it's all right actually. There was a there was a Mega Drive called Mega, uh, a, 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 mag, a magazine rather called Mega. Mm. If you remember that at yeah, all, yeah, I remember that. They scored it yeah. um, out of a hundred. They scored it twelve, twelve <laughs> percent, wow. which is not good. Um, the the bump at the the blurb at the top from Game Tech release out now price forty four ninety nine forty five quid for this levels Jesus too many. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and <laughs> it's 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 quite a scathing review. I won't read all of it out, but it has to be said that Yogi Bear on the Mega Drive is in a league of its own. It's a very sad day when you play a game and realise the best bit about it is the intro. A picture of Yogi's face zooms out of the screen and Ranger Smith shouts, Here comes Yogi. That's the best bit of the whole game. There's so many decent platform games around, I cannot for the life of me work out why rubbish like this gets released. It actually offends me that people are meant to buy this. If this was a horse, someone would shoot it. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's little screenshots of the game. And it says, right. Crap, 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 crap. There's one of, there's a picture of Yogi. Yogi doesn't look too happy. Mind you, would you be if you starred in this game? And this this game is so boring, it outperformed the latest power drill from Black and Decker. <laughs> Games are meant to be boring. fun, but this there. is so tedious. The only possible reason I can think of to buy this game is to give it to someone you don't like. But then, hey, no one can be that cruel, surely. So, yeah, Sega Power... Wow. Sega Power, the review on that, they give it 29%. Seeing as the makers of this didn't seem to exert any creative effort, neither am I. So here's why this game sucks. There's an te- eight-point article um, about how bad. Absolute toss, which of course means it's for kids. Yeah, one of the worst this year. Wow. So we're not alone in thinking it's not very good. No, no, interestingly, and we're in agreement. Uh, Don- Donkey Kong, <laughs> Donkey Kong Country came out in November 1994. So a month after this, mm. yeah. Oh, was it the other round? Didn't steal the minecart. Oh, yeah. I did take that back then. But it's not the first game to have a minecart. Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom springs to mind. I'm sure others have got minecarts in them. Rick Dangerous has got a bloody minecart in it. Oh, the, that was a good game. The point you made about um, it being for kids. The, the, the very end of this Sega Power article says, I mean, I could go on. The price is a joke. The game is a mess. It's been shoved into the shops a month before any reviews have serviced, thus neatly avoiding any ah. negative press. Oh, and the it's for kids excuse won't do either. Surprisingly enough, kids aren't as stupid as some idiots may think they are. Mm. I enjoyed reading the reviews more than playing the game. More than the game. So let's give it a score then. I'm going to go okay. two. Graphics get one point. The music gets one point. The fact that you can go back and redo your levels if you want. We can't. Go up dead. and down. 
No, well, when you go back to the menu, to the map, you can go back and do redo levels. So lots of replayability, lots of No, but there isn't, your... is there? Because like I said, once you die, the map's gone, it restarts. You have to start all over again. Lots of replayability. Oh. Sadly, that's, that was no, my argument. There's no playability. That's, that's, that's one of the major problems I had with it. It's got a design that suggests that you should be able to keep going back and playing it. But once you're dead, you're dead. You've, it asks you to put your name in and then you have to start it all over again. Oh, yeah, you know where I've got that from? That, I wonder if that's a... Because the only instructions I could find were the SNES instructions. Ah, the right. game's the same, though. And um, The game is I the same. If, I swear. Okay, maybe I've just imagined that. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. Oh, there you go, look. Use the level indicators to judge where you are yeah. on the map. You oh, can't. no, sorry. But then when you die, <clears> you die. That's me being a dick. You can, yeah, the plants and the lamps and the stuff. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, they're pointless. There's lots of pointless stuff. Um, I think I said in our Discord, this is thoroughly uninspiring platformer. Yeah, There's been no right. love, no care. Other than on the graphics. the graphics. Yeah. I just think it's just like, it's the very definition of a shit shovelware license game. Yeah, so right. it gets three from me, I think. <laughs> Sorry, I just glanced again at that uh, article. Rubbish, tatty, unimaginative, badly produced platform game in inverted commas. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm probably going to go three because the only thing that pulls it up is the graphics. It looks like a cartoon. What more can you want from a Yogi yeah, does, Bear cartoon? It does look good. It looks lovely. The weird, the weird bonus level where you've got to catch the stuff that the, that's been thrown out the windows and it's somehow up dislocates his jaw like a snake um you, you got to avoid oh god yeah it. i forgot about that bonus level yeah why do you have to yeah so there's a bonus level where boo boo is throwing food from a window and you're down on the street and you open your mouth to catch it but it works in steps you step left and right one at a time you can't just move you've just played a platformer where he freely moves left and to then right now he's fucking and then, and then, yeah, and then you give me a bonus level where it's turned into a, a, a colour version of a game and watch. Yeah. It's no. weird. Mm. And no. then the ranger throws a, a piece of dynamite out, does he? And you're not, you're not supposed to catch that. I can't out. talk about it anymore. Yeah, yeah so good. I'm going to give it three. I'm going to give it three. <laughs> I'll give it three. Wow, so it scores a whopping eight across the three of us. Wow, eight out of potential so, um, 100. What could we have got? So we could have played Ease 3, which is wise, but it's pronounced Ease. Like which is, in España. Oh, as in, yeah, Ease. Yeah. Um, oh, it's what? a side-scrolling action RPG, not turn-based. Don't, don't worry. Oh, this it. looks a lot better. Um, don't get triggered. Yeah. Yeah, don't get triggered. So I've got ease on the piece on the mini PC engine over here. I don't think I've that's more of a top down, I think. It's um, got a right little We've really looked out, I think, on Mega Drive. We've, there's every time we've gone for the what you could have played, there's always been something that's looked at least interesting, like this does. Yep. This looks like a better version um, of uh, that NES game. Fazanadu. Fazanadu. Yes, that's Fazanadu. it. Yeah. Um, you, we could have, yeah, so that looked interesting. That'd have been good one to be better than this. Mm. Uh, you could have had, I will try and pronounce this properly. Yu Yu Hakusho Maikyo Toit Susan. 
which is a treasure. A we love treasure. Anything developed by treasure is wonderful. But this is a versus fighter, like a Street Fighter type versus oh, fighter. Oh, it's pretty, isn't it? It looks good, doesn't it? It's yeah. based on a manga. It's treasure, so it's going to be good. I've never. If you want to own a copy of this, you're looking at a, a lot of pennies, 150 up. Wow. Plus. Um, I bet that would look a better nice twist. on a um, on a CRT. You see all the all the, all the blockiness and stuff. That'll yeah. be all softened out. That'd look really nice on a CRT. Yeah, it look, but it looks really good. But in a nice twist, you can have four players, four joy pads. Yeah, yeah. just Don't know if I'm it's looking at a screenshot now with four energy bars and there's yeah. another bar underneath. Is it one of them? G-com? I don't know if it's a multi-tap cartridge like Micro Machines, or you need a different multi-tap. I don't know if we ever. Yeah, you did get a different multi-tap because if you could play FIFA like that, couldn't you? Sunset so yeah, you fighters. can actually have a four-player brawler. It looks, looks really good. good. It? Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It looks like a looks um, like a two D Power Stone, but you can't throw things. It's it's uh, it, yeah. it's um, but it's not just far player. I might add, it's, it yeah. can be just a one v one. And then there was two other games in Y that were just Japanese CD ROM type comic things that I didn't even bother putting in here because I had no idea what was going on. Okay. And that's it. Two Y games in Yogi Bear. Cool. Three. <sighs> There was only there, so there was only one other game we could have picked that would have been any good by the look of it. Yes. Mm. Right. Come on. What's next? Let's go see randomizer. Go on then. Fucking laser sights. Look at all those chickens. All right, dickheads. Yep. All right, Yogi Bear. Bear mod that, wasn't it? Bear shit. Was it bearable? Sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but you're all dickheads. Anyway, do you want a Z game? Is it Z or Z? Depends whether you're American or not. Shut up. I'm not interested in what you think anyway. <laughs> so the next game you can have is Zoom. I said it like that. Because, why not? How many O's is anyway, in that? Just two, you dickhead. Bye bye. <laughs> Don't enjoy it. We've got a badass over here. Ravioli, ravioli, give me the formuoli. He's getting grumpier, isn't he? He is, he is, but his time's nearly oh, yeah, up. Yeah, we're nearly, we've nearly had enough of him, that's... Heavens, this is, yeah. it seems familiar for some reason, but I don't know why. I can I can picture the the artwork. I think, um, like a little dude mm. with ears, like an elf. Yes. I've seen the box. What she said. Yeah, I've, I've definitely not played this. Looking at um, looking at these screenshots, but it does look familiar to me for some reason. Interesting, right? Well, it can't be any worse than what we've just done. Hopefully, <laughs> let's um, yeah, we'll see. Let's see if we can get a good one. It's been a, we, we've had a bit of a drought. It has so far. This is as this series has been a bit disappointing in terms of giving us something worth playing, isn't it? Everything's been mediocre. Yeah, I went out of shoot. We had up. a few. There've been a few good ones, but they've been few and far between, haven't they? Yeah, and we went out of schmup. Just got yeah. There's, there's, there's better games on the Mega Drive. Definitely. It's, it's not put this machine in the best light, has it? We did an end credits for the Famicom NES, didn't we? I'm sure mm. we can do an end credits for the, the Summer Power Feelings on cool. on this season. But, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's why for you, people. And you might be asking, why did I listen? 
We're certainly asking, why did we play it? But that's it. That's all for this episode of Pixel Hunt Podcast. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening. We love you the longest, long, long time. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can grab us on our Discord if you want. That's in the clicky, clicky links in the notes. You can click on them. That'll get you in there if you want. We just talk loads of shit, really. We play Fortnite or something. I don't know. Uh, you can get us on Twitter, uh, or X as it's now called, at Pixel Hunt Pod. You can watch them two play stuff on Twitch as slash Pixel Hunt Pod. I was going to play this, no, not done and um, I was going to stream this, but I played it for a while, and I couldn't bring myself to play it again. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it didn't get much play, did it? Oh, you can Instagrams, well, on that Instagrams, Instagrams and that, and... If we're on Instagrams, are we on threads? Is that, are they automatically linked? We are on threads as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Threads Flintstone. Exciting. We've also got a website <laughs> at www.pixeluppodcast.com. And we've also got an email address, which is howdo at pixeluppodcast.com. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> There's so many ways you can get in touch with us, yet none of you ever fucking do. (laughs) (laughs) Drop us a line. Give us a bit of feedback. Jesus Christ, like when you have a baby and you're looking at him going, stop shitting, crying, being sick and just fucking smile or something. Um, So Um, if if you have got to this point, go and play Yogi Bear's cartoon capers. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And yeah, see if you think it's really us. as bad as Don't this. blame us for the overwhelming feelings of suicide <laughs> throughout playing it. Yeah. But yeah, we do know you download because we look at the stats, but I also know you download because I'm outside your window. <sighs> anyway, until next time, keep on keeping on. We're Pixel Hunt Podcast, playing the games. So you don't have, have to, to, baby. Have to. Have to. Have to. And they should thank have us for to. playing this one. Have to. Have to... You know what I should have gone with? Dana Barbera. Nice. Oh, yeah. Fuck.